Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Very excited to hang out with a guy who's become a great friend of this community. He's presenting at our conference that just happened recently. He's built an incredible team. He's got a seven-figure business. He's a great guy with a great family, and he's got a lot to share. We're going to dig into his business today. His name is Eric Bussey. He's creating content for us right now on a course that we'll tell you more about during this show. But I like bringing to you the kinds of people that, that I get to hang out with every day. The people who are, remember the two qualifications that we have before we let somebody become a leader in this community. One is they have to have a teacher's heart, meaning when they succeed, when something goes well, or when they fail and something doesn't go right, they're not afraid to share it with others and encourage them on their business building journey. And the other qualification, the more perhaps difficult one, is they have to have a successful business. And like I mentioned, Eric has built a million-dollar business. It's his only source of income using the internet creatively, and he has a team of about eight people that he manages, and it's going brilliantly. He's going to share some of the strategies and techniques with us today. And before we jump over and bring Eric onto the screen or onto this audio, if you're listening, I just want to remind you, this is one of those episodes that you can go check out on YouTube. Most of our episodes are listen-only where you can hear them on your favorite podcast listening app. But this episode is also on YouTube. So if you do go over there, hey, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate that. Leave a comment. That'd be awesome. And as always, spread the word. Let others know about this show. We sure appreciate that. Leave us a review on iTunes, by the way, if you're up for a really big favor. But hey, let's jump over, put Eric on the line, and hang out with my buddy Eric Bussey for a while. Mr. Eric Bussey, how are you, my friend? Oh, doing well, man. Sorry for the confusion there. I made an assumption and I was incorrect. <laughs> no, it's all good, brother. It's all good, man. I'm going to flip it over so people on YouTube get a good screen, man. We're recording, dude. We're live. All I, right. Right on the hot spot as soon as you jumped in. Hey, there we go. Didn't have, get a chance to get my light on. You guys are looking at me in the dark there. That's all right, man. This is how we roll. Authentic. You know, we're... Uh, very likely to have one of my kids and my dog come bursting in here. People who watch this know how these YouTube episodes are. <laughs> it's not uncommon around here. I have a two and a three-year-old who can burst in at any moment. So Exactly. We keep right on rolling, man. Introduce the kid and keep it rocking. Right. So my friend, what do you think of this last week we just had? Oh, that was amazing. That was a best yet. Best I've had yet. It was unbelievable. Yeah, just an incredible conference, man. Some of the comments that I heard, I heard someone say they've been to literally hundreds of conferences, hundreds. They've never seen anything like what they just experienced. And I got to say, man, I had it orchestrated in my head somewhat how I was hoping it would go. It blew away my expectations. I was a deer in headlights. (laughs) It's like, what is happening here? This is incredible. Uh, it's great. That was a, a great conference. And I know uh, I was able to get a quick second with you and mention the opportunity is, is you know, what drives me and motivates me. And I was thinking about that word opportunity. And I'm sorry if this is a tangent, but I really, really loved that conference. I think it's the best business conference in the world, but I think it's the best conference in the world, just in general. So I was just grateful for the opportunity to go to the best conference in the world, you know, and I was thinking about that on the drive home. It's just an amazing thing that's put on. It really, really is. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't in leadership, 
course, we're talking about the Proven Conference. Um, if I wasn't in leadership and helping run this thing, I'd have paid a couple thousand dollars hands down without hesitation to experience what we just did and sign me up right now for next year. It was flat out incredible. And you know what? I missed your session. I mean, I didn't get to hear you once. We had 35 different content sessions in three days. 35. Wow. Nobody saw the whole thing yet. No one. We have people who experienced a fraction of the event at this point. They'll be getting the videos and those will be for sale to our, to our viewers today and listeners. But just experiencing the small fraction that we each all experienced, it was like a little city in a building with all kinds of things happening and workshops and relationships being formed and um, just hard to take in, but simply powerful. And when we were all gathered in the one big room, just some incredible moments. I'm going to ask you to, to share what stood out to you. And some of the content I want to dive into as well is, you know, we want to give some very specific business advice. I want to hear what you shared, maybe some bullet points for what you shared at the event when you were doing your sessions and teaching others. But something that stood out to me was a moment we had where we were kind of taking some Q&A from the audience and, and Jason, a guy from Japan, stood up and shared just a bit of his struggle. Like, hey, I, I've moved from Japan to the US. I've got some special needs kids. I'm trying to make this work. And just spontaneously, you'll see it in the video, the entire room stands up, cheers and claps for this guy. You can do it, man. You got this. We're here with you. It was just an incredible moment. And uh, I felt the love in the room at a level I've never experienced in any other event. And uh, just those very real moments like that, a good number of them. You know, unscripted. This is family. It was incredible. Yeah, to me that that's what it, it seems like. This community has always been about, and that's what pulled me or attracted me to it. It was more of a magnetic, you know, feel was the love that the community shares. And you know, if I were to think of, you know, any any topic and, and what I took away from this, it's it's really what I take away every single year, and it blows me away and surpasses my expectations every time. But it's relationships. It's the fact that, you know, I came home exhausted, you know, and, and if I physically could have gone a few more days, I, I probably would have because of the relationships are just so much fun and, and really, really, they're hard to find just out there in the world. You know, it, it's, it's a very uh, unique atmosphere where you have the types of relationships where it really does feel like a family reunion. And, and that's how it is with everybody, whether I met you last year or I know you on Facebook or, or whatever it is, it feels like a, a family reunion. So there are a lot of people there that I enjoyed getting to experience that for the first time and, and seeing a lot of the comments in the Facebook group saying, this is my first one, but man, did that blow every other conference out of the water, you know? So I think the highlights for me were watching some of the newer people that had never been to a proven conference have that moment and have that experience to where they realized it wasn't just content. You know, it, it's not just about content. It's about the relationships you go home with, you know? So I, I think that was one of the highlights and, and a couple of particular people that I, I met that really, really, you know, made uh, that experience what it was. But for the most part, just seeing everybody be able to experience that, it was great. Yeah. And the, you know, you, you talk about the, uh, the relationship aspect and you hear it, we've said it all along in our, at our conferences and it's not about the content's fantastic, but Lappin, Daniel Lappin, our keynote speaker, even emphasized the importance of not taking notes when you're at a conference like this, especially if it's, it's a speaker you really want to learn from. Because we all know we could have stayed home, as he emphasized so uh, in a, such an entertaining fashion. 
we could have all just stayed home. He could have compiled his notes and sent them to me. I could have emailed them to everybody and we could have saved ourselves a bunch of money, time and trouble. So don't sit, don't sit there with your, your face in your notebooks. We don't want speakers with their faces in their notes either. We want to be able to engage with each other, get to know each other, hear each other speak from your heart. And that was the most meaningful, kind of like this podcast. You know, it's, you know, we don't script these. We don't, have, we don't start off with bullet points. It follows a pattern. It's like, hey, tell us your story. What's working for you? What challenges do you have? What could you teach us? And it's a consistent stream of people who are doing interesting things with their business. But you fill a room full of people like that. And I'm also reminded, Eric, like what, what's so powerful about this particular group of 700 people, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, why is it that when we get together, that it just has a completely different feel? You know, if we all, I've been to other events where people have things in common. It's not just a matter that we have something in common. It's that the thing we have in common is a creative, profitable, life-affirming, constructive process that impacts multiple lives. Each of us are doing things that impact multiple lives in almost a sacrificial way. We're leading sacrificially. We understand leadership. We understand business and how beautiful it is. And we're finally around a group of people that don't see that as an ugly thing, but they see that as a beautiful thing. Profit is a good word to everybody at this event, which is becoming rare in our culture. So I think it's like a breath of fresh air to be around a bunch of people that aren't afraid to say what's working in your business and you can answer enthusiastically and no one's going to cross their eyes and look at you and ask you a crazy question like, so when are you going to give back? Like, come on, are you kidding me? Our culture pounds us constantly as if we're doing something wrong, taking. We're just trying to serve and continue serving. Yeah, never took it in the first place. Something you said early on in my relationship with you that really stuck with me and, and being able to charge is a way for me to continue to serve without accepting or taking donations or asking for donations. And that always stuck with me as a... No donations required, man. Serving without needing donations. That's a beautiful thing. It's called having a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I want to hear about your business. A little segue into the world that is Eric. Fill us in a little bit, man. I, I know surprisingly little for as much of a leader as you're developing into in our community. I, I know you've built an incredible team. I know you're a guy who builds great processes and systems. I know you're a guy who doesn't take himself too seriously, who soaks up wisdom every chance he gets and shares it every chance he gets. I know that uh, you didn't take your chance to beat Brett at ping pong, which right. I tried and failed. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's that. Tell us a little bit more about Eric, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those of you who have... Uh known me or met me, you know, I was really big in retail arbitrage and that's still very much a, a, a big part of our business model. And the, the fun, attractive thing to me about that business model was, you know, you have the opportunity to build teams, you know, so my business models have, have pretty much centered around, well, am I able to build a team around this or not? So, you know, we've done retail arbitrage, we've done garage sales, we've done you know, liquidation and, and truckloads and pallets and things like that. And in a mix of all of it, you know, it's essentially if it can be resold, you know, and obviously we have our little niches that we're building our, our email list, and our audience out of. But for the most part, it's staying within those lanes. And if you can build a team around it, that's really what we've been focusing on. We, we have a really, really good team and a lot of people who really want to see the business do well. And I think when you have that, you know, as part of your culture, you're, it's, it's unstoppable. You know, I, I couldn't do half of what I do without a team. 
So I'm very grateful for that. That's beautiful. And and you're actually working, are you not? Maybe I could get an update. You'd think I'd know the progress report on the project I'm about to mention because you're working on it with my mom. <laughs> but <laughs> admittedly, we've got so many things going on. I don't think I've talked to her or you about this project in months. Uh, you guys are putting together a course about how to build out a team. And before you go down that road, I want to make an observation. I, I love studying the filters that people use, meaning you just said something. It's a beautiful filter statement. You don't build something unless you can turn it over to your team. That's a great filter process because then you know you're only doing the things that only you can do. You're looking for those opportunities that can be turned over to a team. And that means it can be automated. A system can be built. Your time is free. The business scales. You're serving with excellence, just looking for opportunities that can be turned over to a team. That's a beautiful filter. Uh, but this team course, now I, I don't even have necessarily a domain name to give everyone. Just know that it's something we're working on. But fill us in what's going into that and, and how's that project coming along? What can people expect if they stick with us until we launch that thing? You know, it, it shouldn't be too much longer. We, uh, and you're right, it, it's me and, and your mom, Judy. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. You know, we've both built some pretty amazing teams. And luckily, you know, we've done it two different ways. You know, she has a way that she's done it, and I've had it a way that I've done it. And that's one thing about entrepreneurship and starting your own business. I don't think there's any one way to get to success. You know, so we've, we've been able to do it two different ways. So I love being able to give those two different perspectives, you know, within the course. So it's, it's a lot of team building. It, it kind of can build on the last team building course. But there's a lot of leadership stuff in there, too. You know, I, I really like studying leadership. but I'm so bummed that I missed... It's Bruce Beck, right? Yeah, Bruce is my mentor. I don't know if I've got a copy of his book here handy, but yeah, I actually do. It's actually propping up my monitor right now. <laughs> I'm going to move my monitor and show. Since you mentioned his book, please award, please uh, forgive me for the wavy screen. But yeah, boom, since you mentioned it, there, there it is. is. Yeah, he, he did one of the sessions at the Proven Conference. And for those of you watching on YouTube right now, I'm showing off my uh, mentor, Bruce Beck. Essentials of Leadership. I'll tell you a little bit about the book in a moment. But yeah, what were you, what were you going to say about it? Yeah, and I was just you know very bummed that I, I missed that session. That was one that I was really looking forward to. But uh, you know, when the replays come out, I'm, that's going to be one of the first ones. And probably rewatch Rabbi Lappin's keynote. But those are yeah. the two things I'll do immediately. Beautiful. Uh, and on that note, I mean, imagine as this podcast episode airs, either the episode just prior or just after this episode will likely be... Daniel Lappin's keynote presentation, simply an incredible session. And, and the fact that he chose to run that episode as an episode on his podcast, which has a massive listening audience around the world. Wow, what a great partnership we're in, entering into with him. You know, I've listened to his episodes, uh, his podcast for years, for a few years now, every episode. It's my favorite podcast, Daniel Lappin. And I've heard him do speeches and keynotes for other organizations and businesses and, and large audiences, but I've never heard him do what he did with us. It was a subtle difference. But what he did for us is he left in my introduction. So you know exactly who it is. It's like a, it's like a ringing endorsement of our community because he, he mentions me, he mentions our website, he talks about us very with glowing positive reviews. And then he goes into the keynote where I'm speaking and then I, he even leaves in the closing comments. I was pretty blown away that he just put it all in there unedited because he very much could have just chopped out and reduced it down to just him speaking. 
but he didn't. So we're already seeing the ripple effect of many people from his community. If you've joined us from the Rabbi Daniel Lappin community, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining the uh, community we have here. You're seeing a lot of, starting to see a lot of overlap. Uh, but you also mentioned another great book. And yeah, that was my mentor, Bruce Beck, who did a tremendous session. I sat in on the second half of his session. I missed the first half, but I've heard a lot of the content. The thing I love about this book though, Eric, is my friend Bruce Beck worked for 30 plus years in corporate America for the same company, a large, the largest company in the state of Indiana. And he wrote a book about all the dysfunctions of business leadership. And it applies no matter what size your business is. A business journey is a leadership journey. If you don't understand that yet, you've got to figure it out fast because your ability to lead is your ability to run a business. Uh, but he writes a book that's you know about this many pages, as I'm holding it up, about 90% of the book is the dysfunctions of leadership and how to look out and correct them. And the last section of this book, the last few pages, is about this community, the community that the team has grown and how we approach leadership and how we do it the right way. It's not title-based leadership. It's achievement-based leadership, credibility that comes from achieving. Those are the people that lead, the people that have a heart for leadership, not just a title and a business card. You know, I've got my business card sitting right here. Just because I write on here that I'm world's expert at whatever doesn't mean I'm actually all that great at it. Until I prove it, which is a word we love, mm-hmm. you don't lead. Prove it, show you care, and then lead. And it's a very organic process. But yeah, man, just quite an event. I think we, we could do a full show just reviewing. But we started to drift into your leadership strategy and your team building strategies. I'd like to pick up a few golden nuggets, if you could, from how you've done that. And, and tell us a little bit more about your business. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And why I think leadership is so important is, uh, you know, everything kind of trickles down from that. And and I'm really big fan of, and I've heard this somewhere else, and I can't remember exactly where, but people support what they create. You know, and and how many businesses have I been in when I had my you know jobs where it didn't matter what I thought. You know, it didn't matter if I found a, a way to save a company, you know, a whole bunch of money or do something faster, more efficiently. It didn't. It didn't matter because you get in, some larger companies, and they already have the systems, the processes to do everything. Uh, and, and that system or process could be 30 years old. But you know what? It, it's allowed them to slowly grow over a period of time. So it's not worth changing, but seemingly not worth changing. So I had been in that frustrating situation before, and it's a way to feel like you're just kind of going nowhere in the business. You know, uh, you're, you're just spinning your wheels and not getting too far. So people support what they create. What I like about that is most of my team members have have outperformed me on whatever I taught them to do within the first month or two of coming on. So when we got started doing retail arbitrage, it was is very humbling at first. But I showed everybody how to do this and how to go shop. But pretty soon they were finding things that I never would have even looked at. They were doubling my numbers. So I think my job as a leader has really changed. It went from you know a trainer to you just need to hire people smarter than you, <laughs> you know, and bring them on. And, and really, I bring on people that I'm going to be able to learn from. So I think that was the, the biggest difference, the biggest mind shift when I started my own business and, and really saw this for what it is. So I think leadership is really important. And that's why I really want to put it in the team building course, because it's something that if, if you're not, like you mentioned, if you're not aware of it, then you're going to end up in the first 90 pages of Bruce Beck's book, you know, is dysfunctional leadership. So I just think it's super, super important. Yeah, it truly is. It, to the degree that that's 
the primary focus of my listening habits when I read books and consume books, anything I can get my hands on about leadership, studying other great leaders, you know, people who of great priorities, people who had great marriages, a strong walk with God, a great marriage, great families, and then it rippled out from there. Those are some of the most incredible achievers. And I just love studying people who had that pattern in their life. And that is the story of most major achievers in our culture, even still to this day, as those people who are very grounded, very foundational, take their spiritual walk seriously, take their marriage seriously, and it ripples out from there. So that's the pattern I'm following. That's the biblical pattern, if you will, of achievement and life success. But um, so I want to I want to hear a little bit more. I don't know that I've ever heard any numbers about your business. I know you're doing well. I know and I know it's something. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, just because that validates for people. And you know, this is your full time in- income, is it not? It is. It is. So and we started you know going to garage sales and and selling things on eBay. You know, anytime you could buy something for a dollar and sell it for fifty or hundred or you know sometimes two hundred dollars, it, it's hard to stop doing that. And I was just connecting with Jeffrey Clark while I was there. And we were kind of sharing, uh, just, we can't stop doing it. And, you know, the garage sale piece of it, you know, no matter what I do, I feel like everything's going to come back to a garage sale. If I see a sign, I have to go. It, it's yeah. just automatic. I have to go. It's like, I so, can't drive by a $500 bill just sitting there, right? <laughs> you can't. And it's the treasure hunt. You know, I, I yeah. really enjoy the profit and the money and that's fun. But it's the treasure hunt. I have no idea what I'm going to walk into. So mm-hmm. that's something that we still, you know, that's still a part of our, our business right now. And it, then we moved on to storage unit auctions, which was a, a, a little more risky, but it was also fun. We did it horribly wrong. I wouldn't recommend how we did it. We were the, the two people that were doing all the work, which was very, very difficult. But then we discovered retail arbitrage. And, and that's been part of our business ever since. You know, like I mentioned, anything you can build a team around. From there, we hit became a million dollar business within a couple of years of doing that and building a team, and uh, and it's grown from there. We you know keep bolting on business models from retail arbitrage to some liquidation stuff to buying pallets or truckloads or whatever it is, and the numbers just keep going up. You know from there. So the next step for us, I, I has been you know I've been experimenting with it is audience building and building a list for certain markets. Of, of whatever we're selling. If we find that we're starting to get a lot of the same things over and over and over again, and we're not building a list of people who you know are interested in that stuff, then we're missing out on a whole lot. So recently for me personally, I've been focusing on what types of items do we get in on a regular basis and, and how do I begin to build that list? Now, when you say list, are you talking about a Facebook audience, an email list? And, and give us a, an example of a success story you're having in that arena. Absolutely. Uh, well, one in particular is an email list. And I, I say list like we think of a list, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you know, an email list. But uh, Facebook group, Facebook page, Messenger, email, those are all very, very powerful audiences to build. So the most success I've had to this day has been email. But uh, it's not far that I'm going to be you know, building a Facebook group for some of these markets because I think there's just huge opportunity in there. And there's a lot of people who don't want to build a Facebook group because it's a lot of work. But the people that do, I think, are going to be at a huge advantage. Well, we've certainly seen this in our community. It's a great way to communicate. And, and Facebook is ramping up the 
exposure it gives groups right now. As we're recording this fall 2019, a new button just appeared recently. Some people may have noticed it. And when you go into Facebook on your smartphone, there's a new little icon towards the bottom right on my smartphone that shows you if there's any super active posts in any of the groups you're involved in. It's like, hey, this group's kind of hot right now. Seeing if I can find it. Yeah, right, right there it is. I can show on the screen. You can see that little uh, one symbol over that little group of people there. You're like, there it is showing up. That, that's new. I just noticed that with a few days ago. And that's Facebook's way of saying, hey, we like people hanging out in groups. They know that that's where all the engagement is happening. And they're hurting for engagement. Facebook wants engagement. Mm-hmm. So just to put a little foundation on what you're saying, yeah, Facebook's putting the tech behind this whole group concept. So give me an example of a product without creating competitors for yourself to be as specific as you can, but you're drawing a group and you're growing a list around what? Give me an example. Well, this would be uh, man stuff like uh, tools or garage stuff, kind of the garage niche. It's a lot of fun for me personally to be involved with that. Like a guy with a great garage, what would he have in there? Kind of, that's a cool niche. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it could be yard equipment or, or uh, mechanic equipment, cleaning equipment, whatever goes in the garage. You know, that, that's what I really, really enjoy reselling and, and building an audience for. And, and that's something that once you have the audience, the garage audience, there's almost an unlimited amount of products that you can fit into that audience. So it's That's beautiful. And you are quite the student of the proven audience formula, which is one of the books we've got, if I recall, weren't you? You dove pretty deep into that. Yeah, I ended up doing the course and and, and you know have a big part to play in the Facebook group. And it, it's for me, it is once I was exposed to that what when did Brett do that conference? Two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, right. As soon as I saw that first live stream conference, I figured that that is where I need to be. You know, because if you have your audience, if you have your community of people who can't wait to hear what you have to say next, it doesn't matter what you sell. It really doesn't. And it doesn't matter if you have a product right now. You know, so I, I saw the value in that. And it's still two, three years later has not steered me wrong. Yeah, it's an incredible concept. And, you know, I've been saying for, for 17, 18 years, the greatest asset you will ever have, as you just put so eloquently, is a community or an audience of people that can't wait to hear what you have to say next. That is a beautiful asset. And it, it's not one that you can abuse. You've got to nurture it. You've got to serve it well. You've got to over-deliver and under-promise consistently. But if you're able to do those things, it is better than money in the bank. Because if you run out of ideas, you can just go to that group and say, hey, guys, what do you want to do next? And they'll tell you. It's beautiful. You just run a simple survey. They'll tell you. And you pick out a profitable strategy that you can deliver, you know, deliver $500 of value for five bucks a piece kind of thing. And people, the orders just pour in and you're making money and they're happy and being served well. It's a beautiful arrangement. That is our education branch of our business, our multiple income stream you know, the old CES illustration we use from the silent sales machine book. That's the name of this podcast. Everyone hopefully knows what that is. It's the, that book has sold a million copies. And if you had to condense it down to one or two sentences, it's the fact that there's only three ways to make money online. One of them is to grow an audience and serve it well. 
and I won't go into the others right now, but that is a core concept from that book and the provenaudienceformula.com course. There's a book on Amazon and the course that Eric's mentioned, both very much 100% relevant. We are working on kind of a version two of that content right now where we go from growing audiences to growing communities. And Brett and I were talking about this concept a few weeks ago and the difference between an audience and a community is perhaps best illustrated by saying you can attract an audience with a train wreck, Mm -hmm. right? But as soon as the smoke clears and the firemen have taken away all the injured, well, there's not much to see. Everybody goes home. A community can't wait to see what happens next. They can't wait to get together again. They can't wait for that next Now, in our community, Lisa Live, every Tuesday night, Lisa gets her fish Charlie out and talks about Amazon and answers questions and gives away prizes. And it's almost like, you know, whatever's on TV doesn't matter right now because Lisa Live is happening. Now, that's a community. We've got people clamoring for July 21st through 23rd, 2020 event slots, right? Like people already saying, hey, I'm going to book my room and I'm going to, you know, I'm going, can't wait to be there. Tell me when the tickets are on sale. You know, that's community. Audiences is a different kind of thing. Uh, that's fans and followers, not nearly as profitable long-term, not nearly as stable. But a community, that's something to be, to, you can really enjoy. It's, it has a degree of stability associated with it. And it sounds like that's what you're doing is you've got a community of guys. Is there much interaction? Do you have like a Facebook group or is it, how have you organized on Facebook? It's not a group yet. It's really a, a page. You know, we're, we're experimenting with some some software where you can actually sell from your Facebook page. So, you know, we mentioned the things that Facebook are, are kind of pushing right now, and that's Facebook groups. But they're also, you know, they want to see people go live. They want to see live video on Facebook, and and back to their roots, back to engagement. Well, that gets the most engagement out of just maybe a, a post with some text or maybe an image or something like that. Going live is by far the best sort of engagement. So we're really focused on going live on our Facebook page. And of course, there's that software. There's software you can hook up or people just type. They buy from the comment section. So if you're doing a, a live sale, you're able to type buy, um, walkie-talkie. Why I have this next to the computer, I have no idea. But buy a walkie-talkie, and it'll take them right to checkout. So you know, is streamlining that process so you're not necessarily dependent on driving traffic to your website or Amazon. You're just doing it all right there if you have that community from Facebook. So there's a lot of creative ways to of what to do with that audience, but it's it's more of a way to have a Facebook group in that community without having a group, but from a page. Yeah, with a page too, you know, anybody could stop by and watch your content. They don't have to be a member of your group. It could be anyone. Right, because you're on that page. The people who have liked that page get an alert notification. I, I would assume that's how it works, right? Because I'm not doing a whole lot with pages. I would argue that we really know our stuff with groups. And some people are confused right now. What's the difference a page and a group? Uh, you know, a group people have to be allowed in. You can ask questions. You can keep out the kooks and the clowns if you want to, and kind of carve out a very special place around whatever niche it is, and you can kind of protect it. Like if I go live on video into our group, the only people that can see that are the people who we've allowed into that community. And right now we've got 53,000 in our Facebook group for this podcast. There's a link at silentgym.com. Come on in and join us. But with your page, if you go live, it's the people who have liked that page that are most likely to get an alert, right? And if it takes off quick, have you seen 
your likes kind of shoot up and people are now noticing your page that weren't before. It's like almost viral marketing to go live on a page, right? It is. There's some things that you can do. We like to do giveaways. You know, we love to give things away to our audience because we love our audience. We love our customers and we just like to give stuff away. So one of the things that we are able to do is while we're going live, maybe you have a few people tune in for the, the giveaway announcement. So you can actually beg, <laughs> you can't really beg, but you're saying, hey, if we get 30 people watching this live or 30 shares, we'll give this away. Or if we get up to 150 people watching this live, we'll give you know something really big away. And the reason I like that is because you can share a page that's completely public. So they're sharing the page and they'll, they'll go live with their friends over Messenger and on their own timeline. And before you know it, you have such a big audience right there on your live just from them wanting you to give something else away. And a lot of those people end up liking your page too. So they're just going at and finding all those people for you and bringing them to you. So it's it's really, really cool. The, the yeah, thing. I'm sold, man. I don't know why we're not doing that. You know, it makes me feel like we almost need to have a lease live or our live weekly show or get more people in there going live on pages for our community mm-hmm. and driving people into our group where the more exclusive content, perhaps, even though it's a free group and a free page, the opportunity to incent people to share in real time. Like, all right, guys, we've got 50 people watching right now. That hits 100, I'm going to give away, you know, X. I love that because people can share. Whereas in a group, that just doesn't happen. They can't share if they want to, unless they're, maybe they can with other people in the group, but that's not the same thing. They can't share outside the group, that video, that content. That's a really cool concept. I'm not sure why I've never connected those dots before. But I think we need a page. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, if you talk to Jim Cooper about his, you know, go pack go, you know, or or we bleed green and gold, whichever it is. Now I can't I can't keep it straight. But he has a page of thirty something thousand. Oh, yeah. and I'm glad you brought up Jim Cooper. Actually, right before we jumped on, Eric, uh, I got a text from from Jim Cooper, and just as evidence, he won't mind me showing off this picture, just so everybody knows this is a legit story. Cooper, who actually helps us run our coaching program. We've helped him out a lot with his Green Bay Packers football team Facebook group. It's grown into the largest, most active community of Green Bay Packer fans. And as I'm sitting here right now, this, this is a text that I got from Cooper. I'm holding it up to the screen for those watching on YouTube. For the, anyone who knows anything about NFL, you know who that dude is that Cooper was with yesterday? Absolutely. That's Brett Favre, man. That's our Jim Cooper hanging out with Brett Favre. He has so much traction in the Green Bay Packer community that he's got contact information of, you know, current and former players. And he goes to all these events and he hangs out with these guys now because he's built this incredible community. He holds a lot of influence in this large, active, rabid fan base community that is Green Bay Packer fans because of the stuff that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. He's done it and he's applied these concepts and that's how he, he's monetized it. He's playing in a niche that he's very passionate about and he's got a very active page and group doing these things we're talking about. That's beautiful, man. I'm very well-timed uh, name to drop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. He was bragging about that all week to me. And they're 2-0 and o too, so we're not going to hear the end of it I as know, of this no, recording. Really 
We're really not, but I mean, he's, he's done some big, big things with that, that group and, and kind of accidentally he didn't run any ads, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't really have any ad dollars behind his growth, but he was just so focused on connecting with his audience. And he was a big fan himself that that was just all organic. That's right. That's right. And it's a huge group. And it, like you said, it's been monetized and loyal fans and he's in there live all the time talking about his memorabilia, showing it off. Anyone can do the things that we're talking about doing right now, but you do need to have to get over that shyness of being on the camera mm-hmm. or find someone who's okay getting on the camera. But I'm so comfortable now jumping on. Just make yourself do it five to 10 times. And if you still can't handle it, then maybe throw in the towel, but make yourself do it would be my advice. Go live into Facebook, talk about something that's of interest to you, topic you're passionate about, better yet, serve an audience well. And just see where it goes. Create content. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break in this episode to let you know about our latest sponsor. I'm talking about your tasker, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. If you're selling on Amazon, eBay, Shopify, or Walmart, and you have an established brand, you're looking to grow, you need a team. Well, hey, if you're doing $50,000 or so a month or more in sales, you could cut your costs dramatically, boost your productivity by outsourcing tasks like pay-per-click management, listing optimization, customer service, inventory management. That's what they do at Your Tasker. Again, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. They're managing 250 accounts of great online sellers like you, and they're unique in a few different ways. Everyone on their team is an e-commerce trained specialist, trained in the latest strategies that will make your business grow. If you want to have a free consultation with these guys, which I highly recommend if you're qualified, give them a call. What do you got to lose? Just chat with them. They can help you grow. They've got a great team standing by ready. I've got a link in the show notes today, or just go to U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com, yourtasker.com. Tell them I sent you. You're going to love these guys. What else do you want to share, man? Tell me, tell us a little bit more about your business, maybe some big wins or maybe some challenges that you have right now. What are some goals? You've got a seven-figure business. Like, What's, what's next for you guys? Well, our goal is uh, you know, a financial goal. You know, of course, we want to be a you know, $10 million business whenever we can. But what I really enjoy out of that is the type of people we get to hire. And, and I was asking the guys today because we had a couple of new guys starting. I said, you know what? What do you guys think so far? And, uh, and they said, I think this is the best job I've ever had, you know? So I, I like how we are with our guys. And I like the types of people who, who like to come and work with us. And I, I just kind of want to do that everywhere, you know, and, and I want to have locations kind of all over the, the country where we have friends, you know, we have friends in Phoenix and Colorado and, you know, I'd love to have places out there. So, so that's a, a big goal ours. Some challenges is, you know, we're running out of places to source from, (laughs) you know, we end up buying all the inventory at at every source we go to that we're really stretched to, you know, look all over the country and find more little pockets for ourselves. So that's the biggest challenge right now. Are you guys doing any replenishables yet? No, we're, we're, this is not any replenishables. We used to, and we just got so busy. That was one of the things that just fell out of our heads for, for no good reason at all. Well, I'm going to, since you're on the leadership team creating content, you know, that's one of the interesting challenges. Even those of us who are exposed to the incredible world-class content that our team produces sometimes get so busy doing what we do that 
there's some geese laying golden laying golden eggs all over the place around here. <laughs> we forget to pick them up, man. That course that Jimmy has, uh, and we'll stick a link in the show notes, guys, because right now it's a live course only, but we're about to launch it as a recordings of our live course. So if you missed the live experience, it was basically an on, online Facebook delivered content. We had about a thousand people go through that course, Eric, and to my knowledge, zero refunds. That's so cool. Ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, even if you produce gold, about 5% of the people typically in this industry, education content are going to get a refund and ask for it. Even the people just trying to sneak and get away with something like, yeah, I'll buy it and keep it and learn and ask for a refund. Ha ha ha. Full right. I was like, yeah, you got away with it there, buddy. Yeah, you're slick. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's always some people like nobody. <laughs> no one. Wow. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Um, but that'll be a that'll be a recorded course soon, rolling it out. And like I said, we'll stick a link, silentgym.com. Go to the show notes for this episode. There'll be a link to the replens course. And that's what I'm recommending for you, Eric. You've got the team. You could put them through that training and say, hey guys, while you're out doing what we do, welcome to the world of replens because we have people growing incredible businesses very quickly. And the challenge becomes sourcing. Where am I getting enough money to source all the products that I'm finding? Because it's so profitable. So anyone out there you're listening to that's saying retail arbitrage is dead, finding stuff off store shelves and flipping it on Amazon is dead or dying, it hasn't even started yet. Mm -hmm. We haven't even tapped the tip of the iceberg yet of the potential. When you see this replants training, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, we got to get that in your hands, Eric. Turn your team loose on that, man. That would be my next suggested step for you guys. That's a great idea. I'm on it. I can't believe that fell out of my head because it was such a consistent, fun thing to do, but it did. Yeah. I mean, and there we were at an event where it was being taught two or three times in different rooms right next to where you were. And and just there's so much happening at any given time, but you're perfectly positioned, as are probably a lot of people listening to this. You can do it as a one-man operation, but... How big is your team? What If you had everybody all together, how uh, big a room would you need? Well, we have uh, just about eight people in two warehouses, You know, one, uh, one by us and one in, in North Carolina, and we're growing. That's the other fears. You know, how fast is too fast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but but it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We're growing pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, slow and steady growth is better than spikes. I was just talking about this with my son last night. Spikes are fun they're kind of scary. Think of it as a roller coaster, you know, like you don't, you don't like roller coasters in business. You, you know, ideally you've got that nice, slow, gradual incline, you know, that's perfect conditions. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes there's dips and spikes, but if you have the chance to avoid dips and spikes, you do. It's slow and steady growth always beats because what spikes do is you start failing your customers, your employees get stressed out. It stretches all of your systems. It breaks everything. And it just, it's no fun for anyone. I've seen the example I like to use, Eric, is people who launch courses, these big launches where people go from zero to a million dollar sales in a single day and they've got all these customers. You think, oh, that's a great problem to have. Well, not really because you destroy your reputation in the process, right? So slow and steady, nice gradual pace. That's what I see you doing. And you, know, you play that out five years and now you're operating every day at a level where that spike would have taken you very temporarily. If you'd have gone out and hired 15 people in the next three weeks, like, no, that'll never be the right answer. No. You're on a great trajectory and it's, it's a true pleasure working alongside you and watching you start to pour into the members of this community with the, the gifts and skills that you have, man. 
What else you want to share with with the listeners? Anything that's on your mind or your heart as we start to wrap this one up? Yeah, one one last thing, and, and I didn't know if we were you know going to have a topic. That's a, what I love about you is we didn't know what we were going to talk about. No idea. You know, I didn't have a clue. It was just wherever it went is wherever it was supposed to go. And, and kind of the same with the opportunity I had to speak. It was kind of, you know, me emailing you back and forth. I like these, this thing, this thing, and this thing. You said, okay, let's do that thing. But it was still very broad. So right, kind of just unleash me, you know. So the, the one thing I did want to bring up is, you know, I don't know how soon after the conference of this will air, but really leveling up, leveling up your business. And, and I think what we just went through is the biggest catalyst that anybody may have throughout the year to really level up those those businesses. And, and to me, I saw there there being two ways to do that. And that's through all the content, you know, for those of you who showed up with with empty notebooks and took notes and they're all full and now you get to go apply it. I see that as one way. But the other way that may be a little bit more difficult to see right now is the relationships you built. And I remember the the very first conference that I attended. I was actually sitting with Ryan and Jenny probably till two or three in the morning. And I, I didn't know them, but, and we didn't even talk about business, but as hard as we laughed that night, um, that began a relationship that later on has turned into many, many other business things. So I, I think there's two ways to level up your business and it's going through the content and actually applying what you, you learned and not just have it be ink on a page. But also the relationships you built. You know, stay in touch with those relationships that you built, and, and really see where those go. Because what that might turn into in, in three months is is not what you expected. Well, and you're you're hinting at a very biblical concept that Lappin opened my eyes to several years ago when and he illustrated. So I call it my three a.m. list, and you've heard me talk about it. You know, the number of people that you could call at three in the morning who would say, "Yeah, I'm there for you. What do you need?" That directly correlates with your capacity to succeed financially because you look at the you know the people who are homeless you know legitimately homeless on the street for whatever reason they're out of people that they can call on otherwise they'd be calling on them they're out of people they they stopped serving at some point now maybe not by choice i'm not assigning any moral immoral condition to their heart although quite often a series of immoral decisions will take you to that position because you're destroying relationships on your way down, typically, and on your way up, you are rejuvenating and firing up and establishing and fueling healthy relationships. So if all I know about you is how many people really know, like, and trust you, and that's the only thing I know about you, I probably know quite a bit about your bank account as well. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And some people reject that outright as complete insanity, but the problem that you have is it reflects the data. <laughs> mm-hmm. People who have healthy marriages and healthy households and healthy friendships, and a lot of them tend to have healthy bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And not a, there's always exceptions to everything, but I'm talking about the big trends. And you, you just kind of hinted at that. You know, you can go out and look at the strategies and the techniques and the tactics. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's helpful. And we do that better than anyone around here. But what we have a big emphasis on, it's like you just said, Eric, just to put it in slightly different words, man, we lead with relationships to the point where Brett and I were talking. You know, Brett and I run this organization around here. He kind of handles the, the sales and the product side. I handle the education side and we blend and merge the two and complement each other constantly um, that we are saying, we're both in this season where we're starting to think, who is it we really want to work with? We don't have to work with anybody that we kind of don't want to work with. And we want to raise up those people that we really do want to work with and 
because that, that synergy, when there's an alignment of values and worldview, there's just a synergy that can't be found any other way. You can't find it on a resume with a set of skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a set of spiritual qualities, if you will, the integrity and those sorts of things. And you surround yourself with those people, you build relationships. Good ideas are not the challenge, <laughs> right? It's you know, how much time becomes the only bottleneck. Mm-hmm. and uh, life is just you're li- kind of living in the flow of opportunity and, and we want that for so many more people and I know you're one of them that's helping us build that Eric and uh, it's it's just beautiful to watch man it was great hanging out with you at the events as well and I'll throw the ball back to you one last time man because you just kind of hit a home run with that last one what else is on your mind man <laughs> yeah now's the time to walk off on the high note huh yeah exactly dude yeah just kind of toss your bat to the to the side and Walk yep. the bases, man. The crowd goes wild. Well, it's been great hanging out with you, buddy. That was a that was a good episode. I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy it. Looking forward to that course that you've got coming. We'll stick a link in the show notes at silentgym.com so you can go check out that soon to come course about building your team with uh, Eric and my mom working on that. Anyone else working on that with you guys, or is it just the two of you so far? I think it's just the two. Yeah, behind cool. the scenes, but yep, that's it. It's going to be beautiful to see. And of course, you'll get our first version of that course, which was Brett's content on his team because he built his team really large very quickly and learned some great lessons. And uh, I contributed to that one as well, if I recall. So it's going to be some really good team building content once that thing's all together. But uh, hey, God bless you, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with me. And for all the listeners, we always value hanging out with you. As you know, time well spent with you, man. that's That's a big investment. That's a serious asset that you've shared with us today, your time. And we're appreciative of that. And you know, we'll have another great episode for you real soon. So God bless you till then. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that was a great episode with Mr. Eric Bussey. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we will do this again real soon. So if you could do us one little favor before we sign off, we'd sure appreciate it. And that is share the simple website, silentgym.com with a friend. Maybe someone who's looking to make extra money. They're looking for an organization that operates with integrity that's been around a long time that has a whole lot of success stories. That's who we are. Hold us up against anybody. Find any expert or guru out there. You'll find people with maybe more attractive sales pages, bigger piles of cash on their sales letter or videos that have been edited to appeal to you emotionally. But when you really dig in and you look at the community, you won't find anybody that has anything like what we have. Thousands of people succeeding and supporting each other. Just try to find that anywhere else. There's not a lot of it to be had. But that's what we do. That's who we are. So spread the word and tell them about this free podcast. Let them discover on their own that you can make a whole lot of money ethically hanging out with really cool people using the internet creatively. So until next time, this is Jim signing off. Talk to you soon. Hey, one last thing before I let you go. I want to remind you about today's sponsor. Big thanks to your tasker, spelled U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com. Go to their website, get a free consultation. If your business is selling more than $50,000 per month on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or Walmart, and these guys can help you with those daily tasks and you can really grow. It's time to get a team. Give your tasker a shout and tell them I sent you. Thanks for sponsoring the show today, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.